0: Hello and welcome back to the Ebby Online podcast. This week I'm joined by Peter Komalafe, who some of you may also know as Conversation of Money. Not only does my guest have an interesting life story, as Peter turned his life around from foster care and homelessness to becoming part of an executive team of a multinational Fortune 100 company in London. Peter also has expert knowledge when it comes to investment management with over 16 years working in the industry. Peter has been helping and teaching people about money via his podcast and YouTube channel. We discuss throughout this episode social media influencers who promote forex trading scams slash investments, the recent crypto eat scam and how to do your due diligence and the future of digital currency, government regulations and much, much more. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoy and please don't forget to give my podcast a rating.
1: But I'm really looking forward to speaking with you today. I think what you're doing is really, really fantastic. Um, especially for the black community as well. I think it's great. Like I if I was like a male, I would look up to you. If I was like a man. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, that,
2: yeah, 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 I do. I mean, I'm I'm acutely aware that um I'm probably one of a handful of black creators on YouTube talking about investing as a topic. So I'm aware of that, and that's is one of the reasons why I wanted to do it because I was like, you know, people from my background, um, our relationship or our knowledge of money isn't necessarily the best, um, depending on what part of the world you come from. Like my parents are Nigerian, so talking about money at home, we never spoke about money at home. So I thought if I could put myself in a position where I can share all of the knowledge that I've gained over 16 years and make it relatable and have people that watch the video who look like me be like yeah hang on a second he's talking a lot of sense I should probably you know look at doing something different then it's a win-win
1: perfect I was just gonna ask you can you tell the listeners about yourself who you are what you do and how you got into finance and investment management
2: yeah so my name is Peter Komalafe um I am now 40 I'll be 42 in November um I created Conversation of Money, which is essentially the podcast, it's the YouTube channel, um, the website, um, to essentially share some of the knowledge that I've gained through 16 years being in the financial services industry and trying to break down the complexities and the uh, nuances of what it means to invest, how to do that safely um, without. Add into the hyperbole that is common now when it comes to investing, so on and so forth. But I started my career uh, in financial services 16 years ago. Um, I rocked up to an interview. At the time, I was on I was on benefits. I was on Job Seekers Allowance. And back then, one of the requirements was that you had to go for X amount of interviews in order to keep your benefits check. So I was very very poor with money back then. I owed banks money. I used to bounce checks. So what I mean by that is I used to write checks where I knew. There was no money in the account to basically pay the check. Um, back then you could write a check, walk out with goods, and because I was also homeless around that period of time, it was only my it was my only lifeline. So I got forced to go to this interview for um, a job in a building society. I thought my credit's rubbish, I owe banks money, no bank is gonna give me an interview. So I rocked up in a, a pair of jeans, a leather jacket and some trainers. And uh, yeah, the lady loved me, gave me a job. And I started in that bank or Building Society back then. It's called the Portman Building Society. And I guess the rest is history. I've worked my way through being a cashier to customer facing in retail banking to corporate banking, working with small to medium sized enterprises on funding equipment, things for their business into wealth management where i ended up on the executive team of a fortune 100 company in caney wharf i did 5 years there and now obviously i create content online to help people
1: what made you want to start your youtube channel was it just to kind of encourage other people that you know there are other ways to to build financially and you know you can go down a different path and it, i guess it's never a, a never a different like a an age where it's too late to start, that type of thing.
2: Yeah, so it was a combination of things. Um, I I find myself, I, well, I think myself lucky, the fact that um, I know what I know about investing, money management, credit scores, all this you know stuff that uh, is really important in the context of like how we actually live our lives and we plan for the future because money is a, is a tool to help us achieve a lot of things. So I find myself—I think myself—lucky to know what I know as a byproduct of my job. And when I look back over my life experience, if I didn't work in the industry that I work in, I would not know this information because we don't get taught this stuff in school. And if you don't get it at home, then unfortunately you're left to learn this stuff by trial and error at the points where actually you need the product or service and oftentimes without that foresight or being able to plan and knowledge people make mistakes and I think that's evident in in our society today with the level of debt uh, so on and so forth so I wanted to start the YouTube channel and the platform and the podcast to have the conversations that I wish someone had with me when I was 22 23 24 so that I can hopefully empower people give people an insight into the real purpose of money which is essentially a tool and the knowledge that you need around how you utilize your money, where you put your money to help you build for the future. My my slogan is money is a tool, life is for living. It's, it's a key component to helping us uh, build the life that we want.
1: Have you heard of many forex trading scams in the uk i've come across them myself almost by accident i mean earlier this year i was interviewing a company on a boat on the river thames a really plush boat and it was probably one of the best interviews i had just because the guy that i was interviewing made me feel so welcome and he was telling me the history of the boat that it was owned by a forex trader who was a scammer that had fled back to turkey and i was like (laughs) interviewing next to the hot tub everything Mm -hmm. so I've, I've been coming across a lot of these scams and I have been seeing influencers, which really upsets me, um, basically promoting them on their story, saying that these are their friends and that they've been investing and this is their side hustle and this type of thing. So with your experience and people contacting you, have you, you come across a lot of people that have been scammed slash scams that are going on in the UK?
2: Yeah, so newsflash, everybody. Um, (laughs) If you have an influencer talking about Forex and it's out of the blue, this is my friend. It is not their friend. It's someone who is paying them a handsome amount of money to rope you into whatever uh, signal uh, providing service that they essentially have. It's not just just Forex, by the way. This this stuff is rife uh, in crypto. I mean, I've been on social media talking about... um, finances and investing safely now for a good number of years and I've had people clone my Instagram account pretending to be me um, trying to then sell forex and specifically cryptocurrency scams as well this this stuff is rife Um, and unfortunately what they do is they they appeal to people's greed and they appeal to the human side of us that is lazy this Notion that it's easy for you to put, you know, 100 quid into into something and be able to generate enough passive income so you don't have to do anything, you know, work-wise or, you know, put money in and you can become a millionaire with a, within a very short period of time. These things are unfortunate and I always say to people that, you know, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. You have to realise that and you have to ask the question as well that if someone is saying that they've got this, this formula... That has made them a multi-millionaire, or made them rich. Why are they then selling that as part of a course or as a service to to you? And the reality is that most of these forex traders, and I know a number of them um, because I've interacted and, and challenged a lot of them. A lot of them make more money on the the courses and the Telegram groups so that they ask you to to join than they actually do trading. So these guys don't even trade themselves, but they're selling you the idea of a signal service or uh, whatever it is they're packaging because that's their main source of income. They're not making money trading. They're making money selling you the dream.
1: With these signal things, obviously I'm not a financing person myself. You know what I mean mm-hmm. signal? I don't know, is it softwares? Aren't a lot mm-hmm. of them kind of involved in that as well so you will just lose your money and they will just take it like is it some of them are fake things that you're trading on is that correct sorry
2: right well look so this is how signals essentially work right so let's have a look at the forex market in in particular so the biggest the biggest uh, USPs or lines that they'll lead with is, you know, the forex market is worth billions and trillions of dollars per day It's open 24 hours, um, it, the trading volumes, people are making hundreds and 1000s millions of pounds every single minute as currencies exchange hands. Um, and a lot of that is right, people do make money. Um, but what they don't tell you is that, you know, the, the market makers are the bank. So Citibank, these are the market makers, they are the ones who control um, the the currency rates. And yes, you can make a lot of money. Yes, people do make a lot of money, but it is my 100% 100% belief that you're not going to make any money with signals the reason for that is because a signal is basically an indication on a trade that you should place on a particular day so they will say for example we believe that the USD has X amount on this directional trade so either for a long or for a short Um, open this trade and exit here well by the time you get that signal the currency may have moved already so you have to be able to to move very very quickly with it and make a decision very very quickly in terms of the trade where I feel um, people can make a lot of money in trading be it yeah, Forex or anything else is if you actually take the time to understand trading as a skill set and you want to dedicate your time to understand trading patterns, technical analysis, all of this really important stuff. Unfortunately, that doesn't come overnight. Like most people want, you're not going to get it in a week, you're not going to get it in a month. I know traders, professional traders who have studied for years to understand how it works. And it's taken them even longer to get to the point where they're running a profitable account. These are all the things that signals and all of these services that these scammers essentially sell people, they try to circumvent the hard work, which is symptomatic of social media. Instagram is a highlight reel, you see the success that someone has achieved, but you don't see the journey that that they had to take to get there. And unfortunately, you know, signals and all of this stuff that has a lot of hype around it is again it's the hyperbole around investing and trading right they're using that if anybody's using that to try and get you to part with their money for a particular service promising you things that sound too, too good to be true trust me it is too good to be true
1: what type of education do you need to be able to successfully try the market when it comes to trading
2: well, the, you definitely need to understand how the markets actually work. So I mean, there are different kinds of markets, you've got the forex market, you've got the stocks market, you need to understand how the market actually works fundamentally. And then you have to really understand how the technical analysis behind that market actually works. So technical analysis is you know, if you look at um, a screen, and you've got whether you're using candlestick analysis, Fibonacci, you know, you need to understand the fundamental principles of how patterns actually occur and what that means for a particular set trade. That takes time. You have to have the acumen to be able to understand that. You have to be technically technically minded. Um, you need to be good with numbers and being able to, to analyze things very, very quickly. Again, the forex market moves extremely quickly. So you have to have number one the appetite and number two the stomach to be able to take some of these trades what they don't tell you is that you know 70% if not more of retail forex traders and traders in general end up losing money they don't tell you that and when you're trading you're also trading against the market makers the big banks the hedge funds so on and so forth and these are the guys that unfortunately they get something called um, order flow books which are which get sold to them by providers that are tied into these schemes. So they will wake up in the morning and they know exactly how much money has been put against the US uh, versus the dollar or the US versus the pound, they know exactly how much money has gone into the market, whether the majority of that market is assuming that that the pound is going to increase versus the dollar, or whether people think the pound is going to fall versus the dollar, they know exactly where the money is. And they have the ability some will say that, you know, they won't never, ever, ever admit this, but they know what they need to do in order to move the dial to get you out of your position. And if they do, or if they move the market in the opposite direction of where you think, they make a lot of money. You have to be really, really um, aware of how the market works so that you can make informed decisions.
1: How can you tell if a website is FCA approved for the listeners that don't know what an FCA register is. Can you explain it, please?
2: Yes, so the FCA is essentially the UK regulator. So if anybody's providing any investment um, products or anything within the markets, typically they will be authorized and regulated by the FCA. So as a financial advisor, I was authorized by the Financial Conduct Authority. I was on their their register. Now, it's become harder and harder and harder to, decipher which companies are actually registered with the uk uh regulators the fca the reason for that is because i got approached um i do a lot of um fishing on on youtube and what i mean by that is i try to catch brands out and i got approached by um this particular uh company and what they were doing is they were trying to sell me the digital yuan which is the chinese digital um Currency, So it's the Bitcoin of China, but it's built by the government, it's centralized, unlike Bitcoin, which is decentralized. And the website was just full of untruths. And with this website, you put in your number, you register, they call you pretty much immediately. I got a phone call within two, three minutes. And they started to spout all these untruths we're regulated by the fca we have a financial advisor who can actually tell you how to trade well actually a financial advisor cannot tell you how to trade nobody can um, and on the website it says yeah we're authorized and regulated by the fca the best thing you could do to be sure is to go onto the fca website which is uh fca.org uh, let me just find it for you actually whilst we speak Um, and what you can do is you can go and have a look at the register so you go to fca.org.uk and if you google that one of the first tabs you're going to see is register you click on the register type in the name of the business and there, there you'll be able to confirm whether or not the company is actually authorized and regulated by the fca
1: by the way have you heard of the crypto eat scam
2: i haven't heard of that one no
1: it was a massive scam, um, really sad, actually. And they advertised, basically, it was like a crypto type of investment business and crypto mm-hmm. eats is going to be a takeaway that was going to be available in london and scammers had gone to such lengths to set up like adverts to get uniforms of crypto eats and basically mm-hmm. they got influencers to advertise crypto eats on their story to people to say to invest in this company that is going to be like the uber eats but it's called crypto eats selling food Um, this digital currency, and you're going to be like millionaires from it. So they targeted a lot of vulnerable people. and And you know,
2: what? I've just googled this, and I can see this right now. It's unfortunate, really, because at the end of the day, the people who fall for these kind of things are vulnerable people. And it's really, really unfortunate because no wealthy person or person who uh, is aware of how the markets work, and this is why education is so important, would fall for this kind of stuff. And again, if it sounds too, too good to be true, it is too good to be true. There is nothing in in this world and I wish that it wasn't the case. There is nothing in this world that you can put your money into overnight that is gonna make you a millionaire unless you are extremely, extremely lucky. It's very, very rare that it happens. And so when you see these kind of scams, you just have to, and this is the problem, right? This is one thing that I have found.
1: It's the influencers and I think people trust in them and it's, oh it's, te- oh, it's terrible. It really annoys me. It really does. Yeah.
2: Sorry, Cameron. I mean, I, I, I get approached um, quite a lot to do collaborations. Um, and a lot of the time I just say no to people. And th- the unfortunate thing is that, you know, as humans, we have a natural loss aversion, which is why when people typically think about investing or trading, they worry about losing money. And the unfortunate thing is, number one, like you say, they are using influencers to hopefully get you to discount your natural instinct, your natural loss aversion, asking yourself a question: "Or oh my god, I might lose money here," purely because number one, celebrity is everything now, and it shouldn't be the case, but it is. People listen to people that they admire, Um, and that's an abuse of power, really, in my opinion. But the second thing that it does is because they're appealing to your sense of greed, your a sense of aspiration this money could change my life this money could be the difference between me being able to pay my bills this money could uh, be the, po- the deposit for my first home because they are trying to cue into basic necessities that we all have as human beings what it does it overrides the logical part of our brain when we start asking logical questions actually well actually how realistic is this that that can't like our critical thinking gets bypassed because they leave with all this stuff and it is unfortunate and one thing I say to people all the time on on YouTube is you know you have to learn how to keep a level head and you have to learn how to ask the critical questions and think critically whenever anybody approaches you saying give me money and I'm going to return you this you have to be really critical
1: I have to be honest with you. Some of the guys that have these little Forex websites just look dodgy. I remember a couple of years ago when I was in university, I didn't get offered any type of Forex trading thing, but basically someone wanted me to money mule and use my account. And I was instantly like, no, because I just knew, Mm -hmm. I I just knew that that was like one of the oldest tricks in the book to -hmm. take my card from, I just wouldn't be comfortable giving somebody my bank details and my card. So that was Mm -hmm. a no-go for me. Do you think influencers know they're scamming vulnerable people?
2: I think, so this is my honest opinion, and this will be controversial, and people won't like me saying this, but I say what I want on my channels because I think the truth truth needs to be said. It really does need to be said. Some of them know fully aware that actually, if I put this out to 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 my followers, they will get hurt. I know, I, I believe 100% that a good majority of them fully understand that and they just don't care because it's all about the money that they can earn. And you really do have to question. And look, you know, some of the Taui lot that are pushing Forex traders, um, Forex programs, uh, there's a few Instagram models now that are also, they've come out with their Forex course. And it's like, you you look at it and it's like, all you're doing is you're sat there reading a script off a screen like you can tell you've never traded a day in your life but unfortunately their followers but and it's and the crazy thing is this these things aren't cheap courses these are a thousand pounds a thousand dollar course two thousand dollar courses like I have an investment course for beginners it's 59.99 like you should not be charging people the earth to help them be better with knowledge to help them grow for the future. So, if you, And you have to ask yourself, you're paying a thousand pounds, two thousand pounds for a course. I know people in the property game who are charging ten thousand pounds for a course in property, how to start investing in property. And I look at it and I'm like, I don't understand how you can justify that kind of cost. But ultimately, as well, I don't understand how people actually pay 10,000 pounds for a course. 10,000 pounds is a deposit for that first property that you want to go and get, essentially. And you're going to invest it in a course to show you the basics that you could probably get off YouTube for free. And if you just bought a property book for $19.99 on Amazon and watch some free videos, listen to some free podcasts, you would get all that knowledge anyway. The market in which we live is absolutely crazy.
1: Why has digital currency become so popular? Do you think we can expect to see more digital currency systems like Bitcoin and crypto in the next few years?
2: Um, Absolutely. I mean, there are over a thousand digital coins right now. Um, And I think with digital currency, there is there is a huge appeal in the fact that it is outside of the financial system. So it can't be controlled by any government or any person. Um, There's a huge draw within that. I mean, I've worked in the financial services space for 16 years and I am extremely excited about crypto and what it could do. Purely because of the te- the technology and the things that it will open our eyes to in terms of possibilities, um, I think there will be a lot more in terms of new coins coming along. Coming along, the big question is, and this is where people often get you know caught up with the hype again, is you have to ask yourself. Out of all of these new coins that are popping up, and they call them initial coin offerings, ICOs, how many of them are going to be around for the long term? So which ones of them are, you know, the Bitcoins, the Ethereums of this world that will give people that longevity? Unfortunately, what we have seen this year is, you know, a lot of people investing money and putting money into meme coins. Um... Dogecoin is probably a prime example of that. Shiba Inu, some will argue, is a good example of that, where, you know, these coins have all this potential. And the idea is, well, if I put a 100 pounds into it, if it goes up to this much, I could be a millionaire overnight. And you know what, there is no harm in putting a little bit of money into it. But I think at the same time, you need to enter it with a little bit of realism as well, that it may not necessarily be money that you would get back and that's always the risk with cryptocurrency you have to be willing to pretty much lose what you invest in the first instance particularly if you're going into meme coins I think bitcoin and ethereum kind of have a track record now so there's a little bit more confidence around those
1: have you come across different people that have approached you for your your services your advice that have been scammed and want to go the long haul now and actually learn how to operate and and get some training in and do things like the right way instead of the quick and easy I want to call it it's like a fast food thing people Uh see the lavish lifestyle and they think I could have that in an instant but they don't realize that it's often fake and you have to you have to put in some hard work basically
2: yeah unfortunately yes I mean one of the things that I do is I also do um coaching um essentially so I had a I had a lady book me for some coaching probably about two and a half months ago now and um, it was a really sad situation, really, but it's one of those ones where you have to take lessons from these kind of things. So she was um, persuaded to go into a crypto trading opportunity, essentially. Um, she went in, she's lost, at that point when, when I spoke with her, she lost maybe about three or four thousand oh, pounds. And awesome. I said to her, okay, look, so what was the reason why you, why you went into this? She goes, well, we're looking to buy a house, so I needed to raise a deposit. Okay, so I was like, okay, so how much did you put in? She goes, i put an X amount in. I said, you're down three, four thousand pounds right now. Yes. I said, okay, so how far are you along the road of actually getting the house? Um, She goes, well, the mortgage application is going in um, this week. And I was like, okay, so you need this money for your deposit, yes? Yes. But you've lost three, four thousand pounds. So do you have another way of sourcing three, four thousand pounds? She goes, no. And she came to me thinking that I could coach her on how to how to basically recover three to four thousand pounds within two or three days. And I was like, "That's not what I do. Unfortunately, I can't help you here." Um, and for her, she was like, "I wish I never went into this." But she didn't understand the pros and cons. The person who persuaded her to went to go into this said, "Yeah, if you put in this much, we can double it within a week." So she thought, "Yeah, absolutely. This is great. Sounds good. Let's go." And the reality was the opposite. She lost three to 4,000 pounds. And I said to her, listen, I cannot, there is nothing that I can recommend that is going to give you a three to 4,000 pound return in the next three to four days. There just isn't. Um, if there was, then we would all be billionaires and trillionaires. We'd all be Elon Musk because I would have the sports almanac in the back of my pocket and I'll be able to tell you, right, this day you need to invest in this and it will give you this return. That doesn't, that doesn't exist. And I think sometimes it's sad for me to see people be burnt like that learning the lesson the hard way. But I have seen it a number of times. Um, And that's why I would say to people, you know, critical, critical thinking is really, really important. If it sounds too good to be true, it is.
1: Why are they still allowed to operate? Like it's such, it's so in the public arena. Why aren't they being caught and prosecuted by the police? Because I know some people when they're scammed are quite embarrassed that they were scammed so they don't come forward. But I think Mm -hmm. it's really, really good. And I think it's really, really brave when they do speak out and tell their stories because it stops others from ending up in the same position as them. But why aren't the police really doing much? Because I see so many of these people that have like a life experience in crime, let's just say for Mm -hmm. many different offenses, that now make out that they're traders overnight and they have different management companies and they are literally scamming so many people. How comes they're still allowed to operate?
2: The truth is, it's simply just too, it's too easy, right? I mean, you, you have to understand that, you know, so I'll give you this example. People have cloned my Instagram account, pretending to be me offering crypto trading services. Okay. Now, I know for a fact that one person actually sent them £2,000. And the minute I knew about this account, I was all over Instagram doing stories saying, listen, there is an account impersonating me. Do not send anybody money. I would never ask you to send me money for any investment opportunity. But the reality is, and I did a bit of digging. And luckily, my community actually helped me with this. People don't do enough due diligence. So the one, this has happened to me four times. On the second occasion when this happened, it was a guy in the Philippines who you could get on a call with, you would never hear it, see his face, but you could hear his voice. And I'm like, well, if he's pretending to be me, And you've been watching me on YouTube and you listen to my podcast, you know that I don't have a Filipino accent. More importantly, you know that I'm based in the UK. So if I'm giving you a number that is a plus one number, you know that that's an international number for somewhere else in the world. That is not going to be me. People don't do enough due diligence. Why? Because they're too caught up with the hype of this could make me a millionaire or give me x amount of money within a short period of time and i have to do nothing for it the reality is it's way too easy for this to happen you know i got approached to um promote a a new cryptocurrency coin um on instagram i said look send me some information because i was curious in the end he sent me a link to a website and i went back to him i said listen at the end of the day this is just the website It doesn't tell me anything about what you're looking to do. I don't know who the team members are. I don't know what your experience is. I know nothing about you. It's just the website. For all I know, the guys who created this website, who owned the website could be in Timbuktu. And that is the truth. Mm. And unfortunately, because a lot of these scams are based from the internet on Instagram, a lot of them actually aren't people in the UK. They're elsewhere in the world. So when you get scammed and you report this to the police the police aren't going to go to the philippines and going to arrest somebody they're not going to go do it because most of them are not even based here in the uk and the fact is it's way too easy for them to set up a a website and start running ads on instagram or facebook targeting the uk as a as a location and demographics within the uk as their potential victims it's way too easy
1: what type of potential victims do you think they look for because i i had a quite a big well-known scammer i'm not going to say his name even though i do think he's been convicted now nigerian guy was driving around in a rolls royce acting like he was- that guy
2: yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah
1: yeah. do you see what i'm saying mm-hmm. yep. he dm'd me a couple of years ago um even though i had journalists in my bio which i think is very stupid for him to do um, asking if I wanted to make some money. Da, 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 da. And to me, a red flag is when somebody is searching for me to work for them or to invest in them or they want some mm-hmm. money off of me and they've got this great idea. I'm mm-hmm. just very skeptical. I don't really trust a lot of people. So that's a red flag to me. And I would prefer to come across somebody through word of mouth mm-hmm. than, than to have them approach me. But what type of victims do you think that they? tend to target because I want I want this podcast to kind of be for students to listen to as well because I know that they can be quite vulnerable and mm-hmm. I know that a new term and a new year has just started um and I feel like scammers will be kind of baiting at them but what are the other types of people that they go for
2: if I had to put a broad demographic on this I would say if you're aged between the age of 18 probably up to about 34 you are prime for this kind of stuff and they will be targeting you heavily. Why? Because they know that you're on social media. They know that you're probably paying attention to a certain kind of content. And remember, these are all things that you can drill down to in terms of interest on Facebook and Instagram, right? You can drill down to interests. So they will have a target, 18 to maybe 34, interested in, I don't know, uh, fashion, luxury lifestyle, holidays, travel, that kind of stuff, they'll be targeting you because they know that that's the kind of thing that you aspire or like to watch. And what they then do is they tailor their message to feed into the things that you're already perhaps paying attention to on social media, that holiday, that car, that luxury bag, those pair of shoes, those pair of trainers, the, that, that watch, that piece of jewelry, they're going to use all of that in the narrative to we can make you this much imagine what you can actually earn off the back of it, so on and so forth. So if you're within that demographic, I would be extremely careful if people are number one messaging you directly, or all of a sudden you start to see targeted ads for a particular service of some kind that means that you've got to part with your cash in exchange for returns of x amount that sound good too good to be true.
1: Mm. I also think pages like I'm Just Bait and other meme pages need to stop promoting them as well because I don't know, for me personally, as a type of content creator, I kind of care about the message and what I put out to my audience mm-hmm. and I just wouldn't want my listeners to be scammed by something I was promoting do you think these people it's just like they do not care it's all about the money for them that's just
2: they don't care it is all about the money and you know what if I was of the same ilk I mean I got approached um, last year so there was this big um, and I think it's still going on at the moment but I dedicated a bit bit of time to it because the tactics they were using were not palatable to me Uh, Cash effects I've got a couple of videos on them um, online and stuff and you know, they approached me to be involved. And I looked at it and I was like, mm, it sounds too good to be true. I'm not really interested. And, you know, they, they came at me saying, well, we it's a multi-level marketing scheme. So if you have X amount of people who join, you could be earning this amount of money. And it's like, for me, I don't care about what I earn. I'm lucky enough. I've worked in Canadian Wharf. I've earned six figures. I do very, very well. You're not going to entice me by you can make 10 grand, 15 grand a month. I don't care about that. It's not anywhere on my radar and the tactics they were using were dishonest to say the least and I made a few videos about them to say look you know people need to be aware I'm not saying don't go and you know sign up to this stuff but if you do you should know the pros and you should know the cons and these are the cons that as I see it given my experience in the industry and given the questions that I'm going to ask which are legitimate questions around uh, regulation who they're authorized by and more importantly what protections you get as a consumer if you use them and they disappear tomorrow and it went down well i got mixed responses the brand attacked me the mob within that brand completely and utterly went after me because i was speaking the truth but ultimately it needs to be done and you know what Influencers, they should care more they really, really should care more because you may make 10 grand, 15 grand uh, a month from a particular referral, but how do you sleep at night if someone that follows you, who trusted you, who listened to you, aspired to to you, who you inspired, gets scammed. That's my worst nightmare. If I do anything or speak about anything and it turns out to be a scam, I would not be able to sleep at night. And that for me, is the reason why I'm very, very strict on collaborations that I do. I will do collaborations with well-established businesses who are FCA regulated, who have a good product, a service that is designed to help people and they can actually demonstrate that they are helping people. If it's something new, speculative, that's simply just there to make people rich, I don't care about that.
1: Well, it's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you today. I've actually learned a lot and I think the work you're doing is actually fantastic where can people find you if they want to contact you for coaching and for training services what are your links what are your websites conversation of money
2: yes so um, the website is conversationofmoney.com um so on there you can listen to the podcast you can check out my investment course for beginners uh, you also have my coaching uh, services on there. The podcast is the Conversation of Money podcast. That's on Spotify, all of the good uh, podcast outlets. I post an episode on that podcast every Monday at 6 a.m. I'm in my second year this year. Uh, so it's a. Uh, it's really really hard work doing it on a weekly basis and then obviously the youtube channel is conversation of money if you literally just type in conversation of money across google you should have everything um come up um but yeah thanks for having me on it's been really good to chat and uh really good for me to uh speak on a different platform
0: Thank you for listening to the Ebby Online podcast. Please join me next week Monday for a new guest and a new exciting topic. If you enjoy the journalism that I create and the content that I pump out, please support me by rating my podcast on Spotify and iTunes.